Welcome to Bible Stories with Dad, where I read a Bible story. So we're going to go a little out of order today. We're going to go back to 1 Kings chapter 20. This one was a special request. So we've got a couple of people here that are involved. Uh, we have a king in Israel named King Ahab. He wasn't a real good guy, but he's king of Israel. And we have another king, a king of a place called Aram, and his name is Ben-Hadad. But the first time I read through, I sort of ran it together in my head, and we had Bedhead. So I'm going to call him King Bedhead. His name's actually Ben-Hadad, but I'm just going to say Bedhead because it flows a little easier. So uh, Bedhead gets his army together, and he's got a bunch of chariots and a bunch of horses, and he's got 32 kings allied with him. And they head to Samaria, which is the capital of Israel at the time, and they start attacking it. So Bedhead sends a messenger into the city to get a message to King Ahab. And he's like, this is what Bedhead says. Your silver's mine, and your gold's mine, and, and all your women and children, they're all mine. And Ahab's like, okay, sure, whatever, whatever you need, whatever you want, that's fine. Whatever I got is yours. And that message gets back to Bedhead. So Bedhead sends more messengers. And he's like, this is what Bedhead says. I've already demanded that you give me your silver and your gold and your wives and children and all that stuff. But around this time tomorrow, I'm going to send my officials to search your palace and the homes of all your officials and everybody. And they're going to take away anything you think is valuable. Anything that's important to you, they're going to take away. And Ahab's like, huh. Well, that's not good. So he gets all the elders of the land together and he says, look how this guy's making trouble. I heard he said I'd do what he wanted. He wanted all my stuff. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. And they're like, well, don't give in to anything else. So Ahab sends the messengers back to Bedhead and says, tell, tell the king this. I'll give you everything you asked for the first time, but I, I can't do this second one. That's too much. I can't do that. So Bedhead sends the messengers back and they tell Ahab, this is what Bedhead says. May the gods strike me and even kill me. If I leave behind enough dust from Samaria that each of my soldiers can have a handful. The king of Israel says, okay, well, I guess if we're going to do the war talk, we'll do the war talk. So the king of Israel sends a message back. A warrior who's putting on his armor shouldn't talk like a warrior who's taking it back off. You know, don't, don't brag about winning the battle before you've gone in. Ahab's reply reached Ben-Hadad, Bedhead, and all the other kings as they were drinking in their tents. And he said, prepare to attack. So they all got ready to attack the city. So a prophet comes out to see Ahab there in Israel and says, here's what God says. You see this whole enemy force against you? Today I'm going to hand them all over to you. And then you're going to know I'm God. And Ahab's like, well, how? And the prophet said, this is what God says. The troops of the provincial commanders are going to do it. And Ahab's like, well, should we attack first? And the prophet goes, yup. So Ahab gets those troops together, and then the whole rest of the army, which was a whole whopping 7,000 people. About midday, Bedhead and his 32 allied kings are still in their tents, drinking themselves silly, so the, the troops of the provincial commanders marched out of the city as the first wave. As they approached... Bedhead scouts told him, hey, look, some troops are coming from Samaria. And Bedhead's like, take them alive. Whether they've come for peace or whether they come for war, take them alive. But Ahab's provincial commanders in the entire army had now come out to fight. 
So each soldier killed his opponent. And suddenly, the whole Aramean army started panicking and running away. And the Israelites chased them. A couple of people, a few of the charioteers, and King Bedhead escaped. The king of Israel was victorious over the other horses and chariots and the rest of the Arameans. So afterward, the prophet said to King Ahab, Get ready for another attack. The king of Aram is coming back next spring. So, after this big defeat, Bedhead's officers tell him, Listen, we know what the problem is. The Israelite gods are gods of the hill. See, it's easier to blame that than the fact that God was with them, and they were f- worshipping false idols, they said, it, it's just, the Israelite gods are gods of the hills. And that's why they want, because we were in the hills. But we can beat them easily if we're not in the hills. So, we need to go and fight them on the plains, out on the flat areas. This time, replace all the kings that you had with field commanders. And you need to build up a whole new army, just like the one you lost. For every horse you lost, we need another horse. For every chariot, we need a new one. We need the same number of men. And we're going to fight against them out on the plains, where it's nice and and not hilly. And there's no doubt we're going to beat them, because their gods are gods of the hills, and ain't going to help them there. So, King Bedhead did just what they suggested. The following spring, he called up the army, marched out against Israel, this time at a place called Aphek. APEC anyway, somewhere else. So Israel mustered its little army, set up supply lines, marched out for battle. The Israelite army looked like two little flocks of goats, and the vast Aramean forces filled the countryside. So the prophet went to the king of Israel again and said, Here's what the Lord says. They've said, The Lord is a God of the hills and not of the plains. So I'm going to defeat this vast army for you, and then you're going to know I'm the Lord. So the two armies camped opposite each other for about a week, and on the seventh day the battle started, and the Israelites managed to kill 100,000 Aramean foot soldiers in a single day. The rest ran into the nearby town, that Apec or Aphek or whatever. Well, they ran into town, and the wall fell on another 27,000 of their troops. Ben-Hadad fled into town and hid in a secret room. So his officers said to him, Listen! Sir, bedhead, we've heard that the kings of Israel are merciful. Let's humble ourselves by wearing burlap and putting ropes on our heads, wearing sackcloth, and and we'll surrender to the king, and maybe he'll let you live. So they put on the sackcloth or burlap and some ropes, and they went to the king of Israel and begged, Your servant, bedhead, says, please let me live. And so the king of Israel responded, Is he still alive? He's my brother. And they took that as a good sign, and it they quickly picked up on, on what he was saying. Yeah, they said, your brother, Bedhead. Go get him, the king of Israel told them. And when he arrived, Ahab invited him up into his chariot. Bedhead told him, I'll give back the towns my father took from your father. And you can build places to trade in Damascus, just as my daddy did in your country. And Ahab said, well, I'll let you go under those conditions. So they made a treaty, and Bedhead went free. And this all sounds good, but it wasn't good, because Ahab wasn't supposed to let him go. So, there was a group of prophets nearby, and 
the Lord instructed one of them. The prophet said to another guy, Hit me! Hit me with your sword! And the guy's like, No, I'm not hitting you! You're a prophet! I'm not hitting you! And the prophet's like, You didn't obey the voice of the Lord, so a lion's going to eat you as soon as you leave me. And as soon as he left, the lion ate him. So the prophet turned to another guy and said, Hit me! Well, they're quick learners. So the second guy whacked him a good one and injured him. So the prophet bandaged himself, put a bandage over his eyes to disguise himself, and waited beside the road for the king to come on by. And as the king came by, the, the prophet yelled out, Sir, I was in the thick of the battle, you know, heavy fighting, and, and suddenly a man brought me a prisoner. He said, Guard this man. If for any reason he gets away, you're either going to die, or you're going to pay a, a fine of, like, 75 pounds of silver like huge money but while I was busy doing some other stuff the prisoner disappeared well the king said that's your fault then you've pronounced your own judgment and quickly the prophet pulled the bandage off his face and the king of Israel recognized him and the prophet said to him this is what God says you spared the man that I said had to be destroyed now you're going to die in his place and your people have to die instead of his people so the king of Israel went home to Samaria and he was angry about it. Not happy. Thanks for joining me. I hope you enjoyed it. Have a blessed week. And I'll see you next time.